Hello, you lovely podcast people. I've uh, just got to do my normal thing at the start of every single one of these shows where I ramble on for a little minute. Uh, I'll be honest, I was perfectly fine to go, then I saw political news, and now I'm just a little bit, you know, <laughs> a little bit wonky, uh, just because it's uh, caught me by surprise a little bit. So now I've got to somehow concentrate on wrestling whilst, you know, not not leaving not leaving my mental head a little bit. It's like, why are you... Oh, yeah, political stuff. Yeah, isn't that great for the? <laughs> isn't it great that the political world is sending me in a little bit of a disarray? All right, there we go. Control V, visual on WordPress. Is me working working through on things? How well it's going? Is this set to? Yes, it is. Update. There we go. Right, bloody perfect. And now I've done that way too quickly. Oh, anyway, hello, welcome to the show. I'm going to be talking about the stuff that happened yesterday. This tone where I'm a bit chirpy now. Obviously, that can't stay. Because, yeah, it's not exactly a fantastic moment right now. Anyway, I'm going to go live on YouTube. Then you can all enjoy all of that jazz. So, see you in a few seconds. As I slowly remember what button to press. <laughs> Amazing content. Anyway, yeah. Uh, the big bonus bit at the end, which is a bit more comprehensive than this this time. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Anyway, see you in a wee while. Hello and welcome. My name is Matt Mayer, aka Imp, and this is LOP Radio on YouTube and Speaker. Whenever you get your podcast feed, first time I've done that, felt a bit weird. A damn dark week for wrestling. So I'll get, I'll get all of the plugging stuff out of the way first. So I don't really have to switch to that suddenly. I mean, it feels, like, it feels like I'm doing it anyway. Now I'm going to have to switch suddenly to just plugging stuff mode, but I'll get it out of the way. Uh, first off, the normal reminder of uh, LOP of slowly over the course of the year is going to be switching to wrestling headlines. The name, if you uh, typing in like Laws of Pain as normal, will still get you to the site. But I don't know if that if our branding here on as LOP Radio will switch or the Laws of Pain YouTube channel. So if you see the account suddenly called Wrestling Headlines, yeah, don't get too scared. I've already switched to the new logo on the images just as a little slow reminder, and I'm bringing it up most shows as a thing as well. Uh, also, in terms of my plug stuff, you can follow me on Twitter at the damn implicat. That's damn as in damn. You can still always always to stop afterwards. You can get thinking you've just done a weird. Anyway, uh, also we've got other shows here on LOP Radio. Hopefully, over the next month or so, you'll on a more consistent basis you'll start to get all the other Your Laws of Pain Radio shows. As this has proven a much bigger success than I was expecting. I'll be perfectly honest. I. When we first did this, I was like, oh, maybe we'll get, like, 18 extra or something. The channel's not really been that active. I'm not sure how that works for algorithms. Maybe we won't be that great. But suddenly we had 500 people listening to us for Wrestle Kingdom. A random show that I've done is getting up there as well. I was just like, oh, oh all right, then. This is worth it, then. <laughs> so hopefully you see all the other Lords of Pain shows showing up on here as well. Uh, Dynamite After Dark did their first test watch-along which is currently live on the normal podcast feed for AW Dynamite this week. So instead of going live immediately after, they were live throughout the entire show, watched it live. 
So it's a little bit of a test for maybe bringing that to the Laws of Pain channel as well. Hopefully get to shift away from sexy images that panic made <laughs> during the day. As, as I think I said this before on the show, I, uh, I'm one of those people where the lockdown has made me even busier. It's made me busier, not less busy. So I'm not one of those people who sat on my ass. Um, obviously, that's not that's a bit. <laughs> well, that's not the face of anyone to lose. I'm not. I'm not doing nothing. I'm extremely busy. I'm also looking after my two parents who are both vulnerable. So it's yeah. I'm, I'm quite busy. So yeah, I'm all over the place. <laughs> it doesn't make something. Hence, you get this lovely, sexy Photoshop image. Oh yeah. Uh, so I will. So but I'll be live every Thursday. Got Dynamite After Dark. We've got. Uh, Miss Fan and Mystic with their legacy series when NWA Power gets underway. There'll be that eventually at some point. Uh, also, we've got Aftershocks for AEW uh, pay per views for WWE pay per views. Uh, we've got Kingdom of Honor, which is Jammin' and Jeff's more relaxed show where they're not live specifically talking about AEW. And also on here on Laws of Pain Radio, or Laws of Pain YouTube channel, or Wrestling Headlines YouTube channel, we've got the Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling podcast, which has also made its way over to the Laws of Pain YouTube channel. I've just corrected myself once and I've made the same error from just reading my notes. Well done here. But anyway, I got all that all the way, out all of the way pretty much now just so that I can get to the topic. I'll quickly check if I've had messages from random places. I always don't do that before the intro. Oh, hello to Kath listening live. In, enjoy my show. I will enjoy the show unless you're saying you enjoy the show. Enjoy your show. In, yeah, I'll say yes. <laughs> I will do my best. To get through this difficult week, I think it's fair to say. Yesterday was one of those nights where it just kept hitting. That the hitch just kept on coming. Like as a fan as well. Like the like another attending it felt like attending the uh, WWE morality classes again after it's, it's this one was way more complex because it like the Saudi Arabia one. I feel like it was a lot easier just to be on the one side in terms of is it good or bad. I was like on the bad side quite a lot, and understanding why they did it, but it's like entirely bad because the reasonings for it kind of all fell into the bad side. <laughs> but it, um, but yeah, it's understandable if you're still in the bad side. That makes sense. You can be positive whilst being in the negative side of the reasons why you did it. Um, but this is way more grey area. So much is happening in terms of the world and everything. That it really does not make this topic very, very simple to go through it. Uh, with the image I've done, WWE Fire 100, obviously that includes like, everybody, not just the on-screen talent. They've not released hundreds of on-screen talent. That's the thing I want to make extremely clear <laughs> before I get into this. Uh, it is not to do with that. In terms of, like, as a company, as a whole, they are set to release a lot of people. And they've already got rid of a lot of people. Many have been furloughed, which is not being fired uh, they are they are still employees, still being paid, but they're not being paid full wage to work. And with the exception of Kurt Angle, who's like the he's as far as I know, he's the one backstage worker who actually was released, like everybody, like all the on screen talent. So he's like the one exception. But a damn dark week, because it feels like this is just the beginning as well. Today there were like a couple more additions in terms of the people released. If I can find it correctly, oh there was something. Um, also, as well, where WWE normally has their like annual meetings, and it's, uh, that was just before I went live that that has been postponed until Thursday, May fourteenth. So it's the annual meeting of stockholders because this was done like this week 
ahead of time who don't know if it was moved for the amount of stuff currently going on so this can't do it or if it's for uh won't exactly paint the picture if not <laughs> not exactly so this would be the best time to do this sort of thing to fire a load of people and immediately have this i mean it's a ru- i'll get into it but it's a ruthless call in a ruthless world that's been made as in the ruthless financial world the world they got into by becoming a public company this is the world they've entered and it's ruthless it's heartless and that means calls like this are exactly representative of that world i'll get into it a little bit more but first off the what has happened before we get into the whys and the hows so first of all uh, yesterday just suddenly there was news about wrestlers being released and wwe put out a statement uh, publicly on their Twitter profiles, on their website, with proper images. Like today, I was still very able to find the image where Rusev is the cover person, and they're talking about he is the guy who... He's one of the guys who have been released, and it does a whole list of names as well. So if we go through all of the main roster names that were announced yesterday as being released, and then kind of add on the, I guess, following NXT names that came afterwards. So, as I said, Rusev, No Way Jose, Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis... Primo, Epico, Rowan, Sarah Logan, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, EC3, Drake Maverick, Kurt Hawkins, Heath Slater, Eric Young, Leo Rush. That is 16 on-screen main roster talents. I guess Leo Rush, I don't know if I count him. Yeah, I'll still keep him there. Uh, also from NXT, MJ Jenkins, Diana Perrazzo, Alexander Jaksic. Uh, there's all, they also don't have a habit of announcing NXT wrestlers who have not debuted on television. MJ Jenkins was in the Mayon Classic. Jonna Perrazzo showed up on both Raw and NXT in a little bit. Uh, Alistair Jackson, as far as I know... Oh, wait, did he... I think... Hmm, maybe he hadn't debuted. I wanted to say he had. But I know uh, there's been a couple of like public messages made by NXT wrestlers who have not appeared on television saying that I have left. Like, somebody who had signed very, very recently. Unless I'm thinking of Jackson there. There's a guy who had signed pretty recently and was, like, already gone. So, obviously, that sucks as well. Obviously, so in terms of producers, this is where we get into the furlough. In terms of on-screen talent, before I move to that, actually, the word coming out is there's going to be a... In terms of... Because uh, earlier in the day, yesterday morning, in America time, WWE did like a very quick call, apparently, where it was, a, it was announced as an important, I guess, online meeting-y thing. And it was announced that there were going to be cuts... They have to make tough financial decisions. You can go and look at the statement as well. Uh, Sean Rassap of uh, Fightful has done a, uh, for what the word is, transcription of part of the call. Uh, I don't know if that's on the Fightful Select, which if, if, if you do want to pay for it to get that more information, you can. But it's it will be online normally uh, within time anyway. But yes, to do with the call that it was very short and there were these, these cuts were going to be announced and the rumour number for on-screen wrestlers was about 30. This adds up to 20, and that's including the NXT names. So it's like six. It's like 1920, but that's including MJ Jenkins, Pervazzo, Jaxic, and uh, Leo Rush. If you don't include those, then you're back down to like 16 or so. So it depends what they mean by on-screen talent. Do they mean NXT and SmackDown? So the assumption, like from me, was before I went live tonight, there were going to be more names. That was my like immediate assumption. They're going to be more names announced before I went live. Luckily for me, I don't think there has been anything. I'm literally just scrolling through right now, quickly on Twitter, just to see if there's been anything. But, uh, yeah, 
there isn't really. So, yeah, I can't really... Reading things? Uh, no. No, yeah, absolutely nothing. So, anyway. Thank God for that. <laughs> no more new stuff. But it says, it's said to be about 30 or so. So, my assumption we get more names maybe from NXT. There is a chance more names got released. We just don't know about it because they're not debuting on television. Um... I don't know if, again, I don't know if that was me need looking into, or if these names will be announced after SmackDown, because also with SmackDown gets 205 live recorded, and I don't know if once they're done, do we get something else, or was was a lesson learned here in the way that they did this and the reaction that was actually generated, like, is there going to be a little bit more? Uh, Also, it's like with the, the situation with Drake Maverick, where he put out that that video where it's kind of impossible not to get emotional watching it because you just watch somebody's just had their heart broken, like their dream job lost. So obviously it's not an easy watch. Uh, but the fact that you're there to go out and wrestle and you could see it like afterwards, EC3's there to also like console him uh, as somebody's equally been affected. You've also got like lifers, as in like, people have been WWE for I don't know how long. It's just weird to not see them there. Like seeing Heath Slater come up, that was a... Weird, that felt weird. Uh, Zack Ryder as well. I realise Zack Ryder's not on this list that I've just read, so maybe it's an earlier list that I need to get a bit comprehensive. Uh, oh, that's a shout, actually. He's not on my list that I've just read out here. So that takes it up to about 20, definitely. I don't need to include some others then if I add Zack Ryder to that list, just to make it a bit longer. So I knew him off by heart. I didn't read him out on this list. So what am I like? But yeah, it su- it absolutely sucks, obviously. But see, yeah, seeing life is on there kind of cemented this. Oh, and like someone like Rowan, who was heavily featured on television, that's I was like, oh, that's hit a bit. Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, uh, yes, they were just AJ Styles, I guess, lackeys in a way, where they're like extensions of his character, not really much more than that. But they were heavily featured, so seeing their names was also a little strange and odd. But if you go with Skeleton Crew for including the on-screen talent, I, I guess it makes creative sense, but. Like, the big comparison that's happened here, because I'm specifically talking about the wrestlers at this point, the big comparison that's been going on uh, on Twitter is comparing it to other American sports, uh, where the like the, what the likes WWE like to be compared to, like the NFL, like the NBA, like the uh, M- is it MLB, bloody hell, I'm bad with American sports. Uh, I'll stick with the NBA. <laughs> so, you've got, you've got those bodies. They have... It's, they haven't fired any player or the, I guess, the clubs themselves, not the clubs, the franchises, that's what they uh, are in America. The franchises themselves haven't released any players. They've been, they've sorted out the finances so they can pay them to stay at home. It's been a massive thing in this country where the footballers were getting full wages. So they, the clubs have sorted it out to get full wages. Then those clubs were talking about uh, sacking their staff or, 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 or furloughing their staff, sorry, so they would receive less income. But the footballers would get full wages. The footballers themselves spoke up about that, and one after the other, the clubs retracted those statements. Because to furlough, I don't know if it's the same in America. I assumed it would be because you can apply for like government funds. Uh, the HMR seems like the, the guess big taxing body. <laughs> I guess in a way, just to explain it simply, um, they would be required to the ones giving the money, meaning that us, the, I guess, normal taxpayers, would then be paying for those football club staff while they are furloughed. And obviously it was just like, like when a club like Liverpool said that, who are like million dollar record profits levels, winning the biggest competitions, they're top of the, they're the 
one of the top teams in the world, uh, not just the, like not just the country, not just Europe, one of the top teams in the world. And they're like, oh, can the HMRC help us out? It's like they have the funds for this, and the players are, are the players themselves are getting full wages whilst the staff are going to get furloughed. And it became a massive talking point to the point where the players themselves spoke up. Uh, the captain of Liverpool, Jordan Henderson, got in touch with players all across the Premier League, and not just English players, but across the whole division. And together they decided they're going to take a, a pay cut, and that pay cut will all go to funding stuff, and or be like I don't know if, I don't know if how much of it was going to be donated to the NHS because we've got that as well, or how much would be uh, donated to, to use to the staff, like directly taken. Either way, that was a massive point, and. But the, in order for that to happen, the players would, were looked after. They were had to be paid and that kind of thing. NBA, very similar thing. The players, all paid for. They are kept at home. They are still employed. They are, they are not at risk of getting fired. Compare that to WWE. They have just... they With the whole essential thing, which I'll get to in a second once I've gone past the nitty-gritty of this early bit. But with the deemed essential... And then the very like next day or a couple of days later, these are these releases are announced. It's it doesn't sit right. Suddenly you're able to kind of keep business up a little bit, but then there's like this and the the releases. I guess it's important to bring this bit up now. The because I was going to bring this up a little bit later, but in terms of savings, uh, WWE are set to save four million dollars a month from the talent cuts. Uh, and the other massive cut was would save them a whopping single 140 million from cancelling the construction of a new wing at WWE headquarters. So it's 144 million combined. But the major point taking that that four million will recur every month. So that's a totaling one. Whilst the 140 million, if I've got that bit right, because that's not wrestlery thing. That's the headquarters stuff. I need to dig, <laughs> dig a bit deeper for that one. The 140 million is a one-off. The four will stack every single month. So it's more than four. If you look at it annually, I guess, suddenly it's obviously a much bigger number. If I can do the math, it's 88 million. <laughs> so 88 million compared to 140 million. It's still like a bigger gap of which one saves you more money. But like four million a month, somebody pointed out that's how much, that's like one Bill Goldberg, which is like, ah, uh, that te- maybe that tells you something in terms of how frivolous WWE were with their money before this, or how throwing it around they were. Like Luke Giles and Carl Anderson, the reason they jump out is because they had recently signed massive, really, really lucrative deals, and them getting cut would have been like quite a big saver. So like, again, out of that four million, they must have been quite a big jump out of that. Um, I can't remember what it- I wanted to say they were earning over a million annually. So again, four million is not the overall total here which is quite important to kind of bring up. It, so savings were made, but they're not in kind of an, uh, that kind of immediate thing. Like the, the big, you're seeing other companies do it, but there's a massive difference between a company in order to survive, like a, like a restaurant, for example. A restaurant fires its waiters because they are in order to survive. If they don't do that, they will go out of business. They will have to close down. Compared to... Making cuts to help your stock level so you don't dip too far down and have like further consequences that way. There are massive differences, which, in comparing it to NBA, is not an issue they have. They are not a publicly traded entity, or at least the clubs aren't 
as far as I know. So they don't have to work to this kind of thing. That's not part of their world. They are not part of this ruthless financial world that does not give a crap. All it is about is that one thing, and that's that economic number, that margin, that money, that growth. The NBA doesn't have that issue. That's not over their heads. And on the outside, it's really difficult to kind of understand why you would be, why you'd care that little about humanity. But that is how ruthless that world is. And WWE have also not handled it well. And it obviously caused a lot of stress for their workers in doing this. You saw the amount of heartbroken emojis from the people who didn't get fired. You saw the statement from Seth Rollins caught between a rock and a hard place and then ended up stubbing his toe. Like, it's not... It's not really a very great situation right now. And it's really affected every one of their workers, seemingly. Like, Braun Strowman, obviously, with his pre-comments, it doesn't... It looks. It was a stupid moment to. It was a stupid comment to make, without hindsight. Like before, well, as soon as he made it, people were like, "That's a stupid comment." And now this has happened. He looks even stupider. It was a stupid comment to make, and I assume he knows that by now. So I'm not going to harken on too much, especially of what's happened here. That everybody all over is really struggling all over the world. So it, yeah, that's, that's I'm not harken it too much. I'll get into a bit more, I've dived a little bit into the reasons why, but there are a few more names. So, in terms of so in terms of the picture, where I put hundreds, keep in mind it's not just on-screen talent that is affected here. You're talking WWE headquarters, you're talking backstage staff, uh, producers, uh, most of which have been furloughed. So they are, they are not, so the only one is Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is the only one sitting out home without an income. He has lost his job. Like, Drake Maverick, part of the tears would be all that. But also, during this pandemic, they're normally, like you say, a WWE wrestler, they get released, they've got the big spike, they can just go somewhere else and work. They've got that WWE name, that lasts for a little while, um, especially as they can like demand that uh, a relatively decent amount of money for a short while. It's like the, a parachute payment, like in a way, then they kind of settle down to like normal lots, which is way less than WWE. But they can go somewhere else, make a name for themselves. If they're lucky, like Cody, they can completely reinvent themselves and have a massive run. I swear there's another name that's done that recently. I got, oh, Drew McIntyre, he did that. Uh, completely reinvented himself. Comes back to WWE like a megastar. Cody completely reinvented himself, come back to American wrestling, I guess, in a similar vein. But the difference here is there is nowhere to work. They can't go anywhere. There are no shows running. So, the, so like, Jake Maverick gets released. I don't know why I'm focusing in on him. It's like every, every one of these wrestlers is in the same boat. They don't have anywhere to work. They are jobless throughout a pandemic. And this is where the worlds collide here. This is where the, I guess, errors of... not I guess decisions... Not errors, because that's kind of putting an opinion on it. Uh, decisions made in the past have come to create the effects you are seeing here. And... The ruthless world of being a publicly traded company and generally trying your hardest to work that, whilst also employing multiple wrestlers, uh, and there's a pandemic. So when I say employing multiple wrestlers, I mean a lot of wrestlers, <laughs> to put it lightly. Uh, given the shift in the wrestling landscape last year, there were big shifts in how they kind of hoarded... I say hoarded talent, again, that sounds like putting a, a spin on it. They hide a lot of talent a lot of which were you would call fringe talent. So they had a lot of a lot of people like that. Um and they've they're the ones that have been hit here. But it it's everything kind of coming together, all hitting at once, and it kind of lands in this world where you've you've got where the 
the I guess the stock market side is ruthless and heartless, and then the pandemic makes it even worse when you where you where you live by that world, and you make the cuts by that world, and in a pandemic that means that there are set to be about thirty wrestlers here who have no income. The only bright side being WWE for a fair few of them, paid them a handsome a lot of money whilst they were working. So it's not like, I guess, other places where there are, like, your everyday worker who wasn't making millions. There are people in much, much worse situations. This still sucks. It all still sucks. But obviously, like this, if there's anything, I guess, is that they at least have some money to fall back on. Just, just look at the amount of, like, the unemployment lines currently in America. Not everybody is in this situation. Lots and lots of people are being made unemployed. Um, I guess I've seen one comparison of, oh, you can't say WWE doing this business is bad when this business has done this. It's like, no, it's all bad. (laughs) You can say something is bad and also say something else is bad. It's not us versus them. It's it's a weird weird world like that. Like whenever I criticise how America's handling the COVID-19, I guess, at the top at the government level, and you see a response like, I mean, I've had it verbally. Just once of, oh, you can't criticise them when our own government are doing this. It's like, I can criticise my own government too. <laughs> I can say they're both doing it badly. Nothing is stopping me from doing that. <laughs> Just, you can criticise more than one thing and have opinions on more than one thing. <laughs> it's incredible how that happens. <laughs> you can have, turns out, if you're a footballer, and then, like, if you play in the NFL, and then if you watch something on the television, and you tweet about watching that thing on the television... You're, you're allowed to have an opinion on that. <laughs> it's not like, get back in your sports world. No. They're, they're people that watch something and have an opinion on it. That's a really weird line of thinking. To be like, no, you can only think about your one thing. So, like, oh, but I really want to bake. You, you, you shouldn't bake. <laughs> you're a footballer. Do football things. You have to have no opinions on baking. You know nothing of baking. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd give a stupid, give a stupid example for a, a stupid line of reasoning. Anyway. So the thing I wanted to get to before I jump to the reasons why, which I've already failed at, I was going to read out some of the backstage names in terms of like producers, announcers and whatnot. So, uh, announcers aren't backstage, but you know what I mean? They're not on-screen wrestling talent. Uh, so producers, Kurt Angle was properly released. Uh, the rest are furloughed. Uh, Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, Pat Buck, Fit Finley, so instrumental in the women's division. Uh, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Shane Helms, Lance Storm. Also announced was Serena Deeb. Uh, I don't know if there's any more. Is there any more? Let's just scroll up to see. Uh, oh, here we go. Performance Centre coach has been released. Uh, Serena Deeb, Kendo Cash uh, in, and Chris Guy, uh, aka Ace Steel. Uh, they've been added to the list of wrestlers, creative writers, producers, referees, and other talent released by WWE. So it's yeah, the list gets even longer there. Uh, just to. I guess get to the next lot. Um, announcers, Aiden English, Jerry, Jerry and Jerry Soto. Jerry Soto is a Spanish announcer, uh, if I'm right. Uh, referees, Mike, Mike Chiodo has been there for over 20 or 30 years. Uh, creative, Andrea Listenberger, who worked on the Otis and Mandy storyline, or she was like the lead writer on it or something like that. Something like that. But the kind of important thing here is she is the only, the only reason we know her name is because she publicly tweeted about it. I don't know how many other names in that field have also been announced because I heard something of uh, a social media worker for WWE was also talking about no longer working there. So 
other departments have been hit, but because they're not like on-screen talent or anything like that, or they're not those names like you like names names that we know, like the producers, they're all former wrestlers. We know their names. And whilst the backstage staff, again, like Andrea Lissenberger, the only reason we know her name is because she tweeted about it and like said her goodbyes. So, yeah, uh, and another on-screen talent of uh, Josiah Williams. So all of these cuts are part of the, I guess, the realities of the coronavirus and the related business changes that have happened WWE because of that. The realities are finally hitting for WWE. And obviously it sucks. This is what has happened here. So, oh, I need to close. I've got so many stuff, (laughs) so many things opened. Uh, So, and multiple staff have been furloughed. So, again, the example, when I say multiple, this is what takes it over the hundreds. The amount of people who are now, I guess, not out of work, but they're not working. Uh, they don't have a job. So, yeah. So, it's Kurt Angle. He's the only producer that's been released. Everyone else has been furloughed. So, they're not working, but they do have, I guess, some impact on it. So, yeah. But, yes, yeah, so loads and loads of co-workers left and right throughout the whole company. Not just on-screen talent, not just producers. The CEO, a load amount of people happened. I just wanted to kind of get that out there that that has happened. So, yeah, so before I move on, so oh, I was going to have to take a drink after that. It's taken me quite a while to get through all that. Hmm. So, the timeline. First, the rest of this week, because bloody hell. So, you put this all into context, which is kind of like an important thing to do when you're talking about this sort of thing. Just look at the other facts, the other things that happened to kind of paint the picture. So, the other thing was WWE running shows in the first place. So last week, the news about the major shift coming where WWE were going to go back to airing live shows. Uh, In terms of the other wrestling promotion, AEW, that's in comparison to AEW, uh, bulk recording all the way to the end of May, which is when their pay-per-view will be. I'm forgetting the name of it because it's (laughs) 1am. I'm a little bit tired. Um, yeah, so that's a major difference there. Um, I, I probably, I even myself tweeted about not really feeling comfortable supporting uh, AW running a live pay per view, and it's I guess the same thing here because again the peak for the virus in America isn't expected until like late this month, early May. The num it, the numbers going to continue to double, and going by trends when I was looking at. Um, the WHO website when uh, like a month ago when it was kind of tracking it in Europe, you're looking at every three or every five days the overall number doubling uh, and the tracking how long does it take for the number you're currently on to double. And that is set to continue until, I guess, like May. And so AW run, setting to run a live pay-per-view in May, not really something... I want, I'm going to shill out money to support and then cover on a site. Like I might try and check it out later, but I'm not going to cover it live. I'm not going to watch it live. I don't really want to support that. But the major difference is they are not flying their talent in every single week to go live, which again is a massive difference in terms of what WWE are doing. It's way more dangerous to constantly fly, like from every single week or three times a week, fly talent in to do a live show. Like, again and again and again, compared to doing it, like, once or whatever. Like, flying 70-year-old Jerry Lawler, who's got heart issues, like, ignoring the, I guess, out-of-touch comments he made, to put it lightly, uh, made on Monday Night Raw. He is 70, 
and he and he has a history of heart problems. He is he is more than vulnerable. Him being there is wildly irresponsible. Even if he feels comfortable, I would name it wildly irresponsible. Uh, and of course, he can be asymptomatic and pass it like with Roman Reigns. Even if he doesn't show symptoms, even if he is lucky, because he is way is way more immune compromised because of him fighting leukemia. But even if he is fine, if he did catch it, for example, and he was fine, he can pass it on to his wife who is pregnant. You can be asymptomatic and pass it on, as in you do not show any symptoms, you do not have seemingly have anything wrong with you, and then you pass it on with no knowledge. That can happen, and that's how the bloody thing spreads. So it's it wildly responsible is how I blame this. Like you're asking, you're playing with fire. You don't play with fire. Fire is hot. <laughs> they, they are going. The likelihood is they are going to burn themselves. Somebody said it as this feels like a dark side of the ring for the future at playing out in live. Like, oh, if you're going to record, if you're going to do wrestling, what AEW did is the preferred method. Really, no wrestling. That is what should be happening. And the because uh, you, you always you could get lucky. But the way this virus has gone, that's not how it works. Like, really, it's... Like, lots and lots of people are likely to get it. A very, very small percentage will die. But when a lot of people will get it, at a small percentage, that's still a lot of people. And the difference, I guess, you're looking at countries as well. Japan. Going over to Japan and looking at what their wrestling scene was doing yesterday compared to what America's... I say wrestling scene, it's just the one company. That's kind of the one thing to kind of keep in mind as well. This isn't wrestling being crappy this is one company doing something crappy for reasons that i understand but the reasons are heartless and gutless because again that's the world they're in but again aw not really going to support that either i don't know how their tv deals work if they've like got to tnt seem a lot more forgiving in terms of how the deal works but still it's like it's wildly irresponsible to be continuing with shows in like any capacity. So yeah. Yes I currently prefer the creative output of AW, But I'm going to call them just as irresponsible. For continuing to do shows. But WWE more irresponsible for the way they're doing it. Uh, I guess the. It's the comparison I was about to make with Japan. So if you don't know. Which I guess is like most people. Most people don't keep up with what the New Japan wrestlers are doing right now. Again, because there's so much information coming out so rapidly. Like Last night was mental. I don't know if I'm missing stuff like right now. I've got so many notes up. I'm not looking at any of the chat stuff, so I don't really know if any new information has been given to me. Because again, I've got so much stuff to kind of get through here. But in Japan yesterday, there were representatives from multiple wrestling promotions, be it Stardom, uh, Pro Wrestling, Noah. Uh, I can't remember what happened to All Japan for Wrestling. Maybe they had a representative as well. And uh, New Japan for Wrestling. Hiroshi Tanahashi went with New Japan. Uh, Naomichi Marufuji or Marufugi. <laughs> he was in TNA. And he, he wasn't that. They just they just don't know how to spell foreign names in TNA. <laughs> so it's quite... It creates funny circumstances. Uh, casual racism. <laughs> but anyway, get off that train. <laughs> so uh, in Japan... They they had rep- each promotion sent a representative to have a talk with the government, and in that talk, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, he specifically talked about how, uh, and he very, apparently very passionately and convincingly, uh, I don't know if I made up that convincingly part now. <laughs> Hiroshi Tanahashi talked about how pro wrestling should be one of the last sports to return, and all of them talked about how to help 
all the wrestlers from the different promotions, how to help all of the other wrestlers, not just themselves, not just looking out for Numero Uno, but how to look after all of the wrestlers. And part of Hiroshi's Tanahashi's point there was given the nature of wrestling, given the nature of this virus, combine the two together, wrestling should be one of the last sports to return once this is kind of blown over and once you're reintroducing uh, normality. Yeah, pro wrestling should be one of the last to return. Compare that to what has happened yesterday in America. Like, holy polar opposites, Batman. <laughs> like, it is it, it, incredible how different the approaches are there. you got one firing their employees to keep the I guess, stock market up level. I'll go more into that in a second in the numbers section. Ooh. But the... Uh, yeah, but with... In Japan, again, they don't have any of that stock market pressure. That is not there. But still, it's just the sheer difference in the way that that society works, and I guess the West wrestling society as well. This, the respect for each other, to look after, look out for each other, and the business as a whole. They're talking about how they're going to look after all of the wrestlers. That's what happened yesterday. Whilst this happened in America, like just later that same day, it was just such a wild difference. So yeah. So. I guess that kind of leads into why did this happen? So you got the massive norm, you got the massive, obviously world changing world pandemic in COVID nineteen, uh, making it's uh, changing the I guess, entire world and kind of how it's currently operating uh, here in the UK. We're into week three or four of lockdown. They blend together <laughs> after a while. You just uh, just knowing you can't really go anywhere. Even if you're one of those people who didn't like, I'll, I'll be honest, there was work. And then just crash and nothing. Like, I don't know if it's me reaching an energy point, me reaching an age point or whatever, but that's kind of what happened. And now that I'm not allowed, like, it's so different <laughs> to just being... And of course, there's the other pressures of looking after the, my, my family members who are vulnerable. Like, There's suddenly that I guess, pressure to make sure that happens. And that if I get sick, luckily I've got my younger brother who could go and fetch stuff for them. But it's still... It's still you feel that pressure. Like if you get ill, that's one soldier down. That 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 obviously, and of course, the likelihood of me passing it on to somebody is extremely high. If I were to get it, so yeah, it's not great. It does uh, just, the pressure kind of sucks. But so there's that world, meaning WWE cannot run shows, which they are not set up for, and that means they can't have any fans in the building, and they're continuing to do their shows, and and those shows are not anywhere near the same quality as normal. Creatively, they've seemingly pulled their thumb out and done their best to put on something decent. Like Monday Night Raw this year, did, this, uh, this week, did a really strong job of trying to push this new generation of stars, finally. As this should have happened a while ago, but the fact it's happening now, good job. Like, if I'm going to say, like, I'm not going to support the fact the shows are happening, the shows are live, I'm extremely against that. But, creatively, thumbs up. Yeah, that's a major plus. Is creatively the sums up, but of course, in terms of the overall feel, not having a crowd there is a massive part of wrestling. Like they're not playing to anybody; it just feels a little bit odd. And numbers reflect that. But people aren't really tuning in. But that is the same for. It's not just wrestling. It's like everything on television. Numbers are down if you're not the news, because people are obviously so concerned that they are constantly checking in on the news. That is the thing that is a draw. Oh, I nearly went politics. I stopped myself there. <laughs> like people want to be informed about this virus, so they're tuning in, checking on that. Um, the, the news was coming out that uh, 
in America specifically, because this doesn't quite work for the UK because we aren't built the same. We're a much smaller country. But in the in the US, people are tuning into what their local governors are saying, uh, or the state governors, whatever. You, they're tuning into that, like, and they trust the information given there because they're getting information to help them in this current situation. Which means they're obviously not watching a drama. They're not watching wrestling whilst that is happening. It's like, yeah, are you like really with uh, AW airing? If I'm right, the president was still doing his briefing at the time AW started airing. That might be wrong, <laughs> but uh, by the time those AEW and NXT started airing, that briefing was still on. The amount of people are probably going to watch that over anything, because it's so important to kind of keep up with the information. Um, obviously, oh, nearly into politics again. I've got to pull myself away because <laughs> again, the it, it's it's odd. You get some information from those because I've done my best to kind of get a little bit informed before going live here. Uh, in terms of the actual trends of where the information is coming from, it's not coming from those briefings. It's coming from... I'm doing my best not to be criticising something or analysing it. So like, in terms of way, where people are getting the information from, it's from the local governors. It's from those ones. I don't know what times those are live. I'm trying to link this back to wrestling. If you want lots of information, you don't watch those presidential briefings. You get a little bit, but then you don't really gain anything from watching it information-wise in terms of what am I going to do uh, what information can I get from this to help me in my situation? You don't really get anything from that. You get information from your local uh, governors or whatever. You. So, again, in terms of wrestling numbers, people are stressed, and maybe wrestling isn't as a big as a certain thing to entertain you in these times, especially as the quality isn't the same as normal. And with that, maybe comes tef- pressure from TV stations, which is why earlier I brought up AEW and TT's relationship maybe being a little bit different. WWE's uh, with USA and Fox, I don't know if there's different pressures. And maybe uh, with the news of Fox wanting uh, WWE to do really strong numbers under their umbrella, and this has pretty much cemented that is not happening. If anything, those numbers are going to continue to fall uh, as people tune more and more out. Like, I myself, I'm not American. My, my viewing numbers do not count for anything and never really have, really, for their like massive interest. Again, British numbers for WWE were pretty similar to British numbers for Impact. When they were when TNA was at its height, those numbers were pretty similar, which probably tells you something. Like we we are not the like main target demographic for like WWE's actions here. But it to my viewing, it doesn't really matter. But I've tuned out really. Like I'm I'm checking in kind of, but I'm not watching the entire shows. I'm watching I guess segments in a bit. Uh, what I've seen, I was I liked, but I did not feel like tuning into WWE this week. I don't know if because of out like the constant, I guess, real life anxiety right now, but I did not feel like watching WWE this week. Then of course this news happens, and do I, will I feel comfortable watching SmackDown on NXT right now? Like I watched AEW, but before I put it on, I wasn't entirely sure. But it's just that I'm quite lucky that their uh, their creative output appeals to me directly a little bit more, so I feel a lot more able to just watch it. There are people who feel that way for WWE. And I, I, at this moment, I feel like, kudos to you. There's too much going on for me to be able to do that. And they're making a good shift. I can see improvement over like every week. Uh, it's just there's so much. You're attending the morality class of WWE every time I, I tune in right now with AEW. Because I know these are recorded. I know they're not live. I know there's people who are at home currently safe whilst I'm watching it. That's a very different feeling. Again, which is why I can criticise them for double or nothing. Finally, remember the name of the show. <laughs> so that there's that as well. 
Ah. So I guess in the... With WWE in their morality class, it's time to get to the fact that they are a public traded company, which is a point a lot of people have brought up. Like, in terms of this, is that really a solid point to be bringing up in terms of uh, the heartless way it was done? Because not all public traded companies do this in this heartless way. It is a heartless industry, and I guess if you are operating your best within those measures, then you're probably if you operate like that then you are this going to go across as the way it did yesterday like just heartlessly just gutting them during a pandemic which is obvious and especially for WWE where they have got quite a bit of money and they just cut them away they don't have so the bit I'm going to get into is the money they said they had they technically don't which is where a lot of confusion has come from if I can blum in find it so the 500 million for WWE to fall back on. That 500 million turns out was a projection from WWE. The confusion is their fault as they themselves stated publicly more than once that they had that money to fall back on for such an occasion as this. Only for us to realise that they were projected earnings if you were inclined to look into it. This is where like a major difference is. If you looked into it, the information was there. These were projections, not actual money they have in hand. But that's not what WWE put out. That's not what they said in their statements. As in, it's there in the like added information, or I forgot what the word is, where you or attachments to the statement, I guess. But the statement they put out is, we have 500 million to fall back on, we'll be fine. That was the message they put out there. So I am not going to fault anybody... For thinking that they ha- like, how can he making these cuts when he said he had five hundred million? Those are two things that did happen. They said they had five hundred million, and they made cuts. You would you would have had to have looked into or followed other news sources to know what that five hundred million was actually made up of and what in what nature it was. So it's weird. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna. So basically, I'm saying anybody's gone after those people saying. Um, WWE don't have that 500 million. Why are you insulting them for? Well, it's because they publicly said it. So it's per- per- really understandable that people will be like, I thought you said you had 500 million. Because they said they had 500 million. It's, it's quite a simple thing <laughs> to kind of follow the what was actually put out there. If you looked into it, you knew, like especially if somebody worked at a, a um, I guess a, I won't say journalist, but I guess wrestling news uncovers <laughs> I don't know are, are we are they I'll say we are we journalists in the wrestling world it feels weird <laughs> mostly report on stuff as, yeah. I guess Sean Vassap I'll call a journalist in a way. yeah yes yeah, journalist I'm doing it <laughs> officially <laughs> wrestling uncovers a journalist um, but see, if you were somebody who looked into that you would have been aware but that is not the statement WWE made so if you are somebody who was informed about it and they saw somebody saying, I thought you had 500 million, why did this? And then you, then you go after that person just saying, I was like, are you stupid? They don't have that 500 million or maybe not as aggressively as that. Like, it's perfectly understandable that that person believed it because WWE never came out and said actually their projections or anything. They put out an actual statement maybe to calm down pressures that they had that 500 million to fall back on. Turns out they don't. That information was always there. But it's not exactly as clean cut as, oh, you're stupid, you didn't know that. Like, no, that's because they didn't make that statement. I didn't know it was, but as soon as I saw that it was, I saw yesterday that they didn't have that 500 million. Conveniently, I was too tired from my own world (laughs) to put two and two together that they'd said it. But following it today, that, yeah, 
of course people are going to have that reaction when they put out that statement first. If you if you yourself hadn't dug deeper, you wouldn't know. If you hadn't gone to the dirt sheets or the different news sites and not seen it being reported, you wouldn't know. Totally understandable. So yeah, um, I've already talked about in terms of savings. So, so okay, so the main point being, WWE do not have that five hundred million because it was to do with future income to happen, which is now not going to happen because of COVID nineteen. Therefore, they don't have five hundred million. Uh, as I've said, these cuts have so far have apparently saved one hundred forty-four million. Um, obviously, the four on top of that one hundred forty will recur each month, so they'll save more and more. And again, if this lasts eighteen months, I'm not doing the maths for that one because <laughs> I struggled enough with just timesing it by twelve. <laughs> uh, but still, it's it's a lot of savings, but it's it's uh, they ha- they still you'd think they still have the money to pay them. The fact that they're saying they don't have the money to pay them, maybe this is reaching something where... So, in business, there's such a thing as the... Oh, it's been years since I did this in economics at school, so I'm not going to get the name right. It's something like the death point, or the death spiral point, or the spiral... Or something like that. Either way, it's about, in a financial crisis... So, um, I studied economics at school, uh, like at college level. Um, I, I, was, uh, I, was, I did that in 2009... If you know what's happening economically at that time, yeah, a hell of a time to be in college. Uh, so the death, the death point or the death spiral or whatever it was, if you don't cut costs before a certain point, then no matter how much you cut after that, you are doomed absolutely. Uh, that point could be anything though, like as short as a three-day period where if you don't cut after that, it's already too late. Or likely, or as long as we've seen here with WWE. There's a chance that as a business, they've realised, mate, we've got to make some big cuts. And that's what this is. This is part one of that happening. And in terms of like the annual... Oh, have I knocked my stamp shield? In terms of the annual numbers coming out... Not the, uh, the annual earnings. <laughs> the, the annual numbers coming out. <laughs> and here they are. They walk down the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love it if they did that. <laughs> oh, it's like a catwalk with like people holding numbers or dressed up as numbers. So I'm getting lost. It's quite serious. So we, yeah, so they got to make those big cuts, and with the earnings, annual earnings for the stockholders being postponed, this could be it. As in, these cuts are not finished. Again, the number announced was thirty. There's a likelihood they're going to do SmackDown first, and then we'll get more maybe over the weekend. Uh, will it be as harsh as to do it before they show like they did on Wednesday? Or we're gonna because uh, the main thing to really take on until there are a few NXT names announced, there are no SmackDown names on that release roster. Every single name is from Monday Night Raw, and when you see that the amount uh, initially announced was probably going to be about thirty, it makes you kind of worry of oh, it's almost imminent that there's going to be more hopefully there's nothing being announced like right now and i'm completely missing it and this is completely out of date hopefully that is not the case that is not happening but it yeah that number to get up to that projected 30 there's going to be more releases and they're likely to be from the smackdown side which again absolutely sucks but there they are there are potential financial issues down the line for wwe were they not able to keep their stock up so this is where the crappy reasons exist. Like, yeah, it's crappy as hell that these are the reasons people lost their jobs during a goddamn worldwide pandemic. 
but that's how ruthless this financial world is. Uh, WWE get into it by becoming a public traded company and playing so strongly to those stockholders. This is the world they are in. In order to keep that number up, you're going to have to be heartless. And if you want to do it, you're going to have to be heartless. And it's ex- exactly what they did. They are being heartless. But that is the world they are in. <laughs> I'm trying to get across how it sucks but it's because the world they're in sucks that they willingly entered by becoming a public traded company again which is a difference between the NBA uh, again if WWE want to be like a sport they're going to really struggle whilst they are kind of operating like this like um, I guess in, ter- like in terms of like the projections forward as well um, apparently here in the UK in terms of like I don't, I don't know if it was a poll or overall surveys or impressions somehow um, over here in the UK, overall majority opinions are that it's worth the economic cost, no matter how long it takes to stay in the state of lockdown to combat the virus. That is the overall nationwide uh, view on it. That consensus, damn well, ain't that decisive in the US of A. It is massively split. You've seen the protests. You've, if you watched Trump today talking about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to jump into politics slightly. Uh, if you watch him today talking about reopening America, like he is playing to that base, uh, quite a large port. He's openly supporting reopening America, which could not be any different from the messages from Europe. The thing to worry about if you are America is Europe is ahead. If you look at Europe, the likelihood is that is America's future. What Europe are going, going, going through, difference being it's under one umbrella rather than many, many different colourful umbrellas. It's... It's worrying that that message is being put out there. In terms of WWE, in terms of a business, you want to reopen as early as possible and get business back up and running. A lot of businesses aren't... WWE is probably lucky. They may have to make more cuts. They may have to get even more ruthless. But they are likely to survive. Not everybody's going to be so lucky. And there'll be quite a lot of business people desperate to get this, get business open again. Maybe there were those who did not... Avoid that death point, that death spiral point, and are really desperate to get things open again. But in the terms of the, I guess, humanitarian side of it, you want to take as long as you can. You do not want to risk having to close down again, which is likely what is going to have to happen. Because if they, if you open too early, you're just going to spread it again. You can pretend it doesn't exist, but people are still dying. Which isn't, is hopefully not the way you'd go about it. So, yeah, so that opinion is being put out there, which means that when people who are, as I brought it up earlier, people looking to the governors for information, you are now going to see more and more pushback because it's been backed by the man at the very top of the country. You're going to see people feel vindicated in challenging their governors. So likely the protests you saw, there's going to be more of them, which is not great. And that puts pressure to open up when they 100% should not open up. But that is out there. So it's going to it's going to have effects. And in terms of WWE, they're going to want to open business as early as possible. This narrative being out there helps WWE because they will want to open. Of course, what doesn't hurt as well is Vince McMahon himself is on the committee for opening again. <laughs> it's, just, it's This week is mental. <laughs> it is in a way. This is an important part of like the overall week as well. Because I brought up WWE announcing going live. The other thing that happened, if I can find my notes on this one, so, earlier in the week, the news was kind of a little bit blurry with the live events going ahead, but 
via Linda McMahon, who is uh, on the team right, for the Super PAC to get Trump re-elected. The Super PAC to get Trump re-elected, uh, I'll mix up my words a little bit, but most people know the story anyway. Uh, the Super PAC to get Trump re-elected donated $18.5 million to Florida. The very next day, wrestling is deemed essential in the state. When beforehand, the Orange County Sheriff had importantly paid the WWE PC a visit numerous times uh, to ask them to close down as they were breaching health and safety rules currently in place for COVID-19. Those health and safety reasons still exist. The difference is, suddenly, wrestling is deemed essential, even though those same reasons for the breaches still exist. But they've got a... They've right-clicked add to exception. It's uh, it's what I was talking about a minute ago, where over here in the UK, where the general consensus is staying inside is one hundred and keeping the country on lockdown is a hundred percent worth it for as long as it takes. This is the polar opposite of that, where the money economic side is way more important, and the actual health, I guess, the, the well being of the people, I guess, from it comes second to the economic side. To certain people, not everybody. Of course, you're seeing the split. It's not all politicians because they're they're just as split as the population is seemingly. But that you don't get that consensus in America, and the likelihood is WWE will be able to continue, but they have to do it in this current way, unless things start opening up again, which humanitarian wise you shouldn't be doing, and there might be consequences to that it, because of the way wrestling is. It's very contact heavy. And this is a virus that passes so easily. There could be major consequences to not closing and not stopping. You hope it's an answer that doesn't get... It's a question that doesn't get answered, is what you hope um, in this entire thing. But if they don't stop, they're running the risk. And it's a risk I do not want to support, which is why I put out my tweet for AEW or nothing. It, they, are, they are taking a risk I do not want to support. And yes, I, uh, the reason I brought up my country because maybe that explains my own point of view. I am one of those people who, like majority of my country, believes that staying locked in to get rid of the get rid of the virus is number one. The economic side we can deal with later. Everybody's in this same position. Um, Angela Merkel went viral. Yes, I'm full into politics at the second. <laughs> I'll get it out in a I'll get out in a second. Um, Angela Merkel did a talk about her, the actual spreading of the virus. In terms of how it works, or like one person, how how the hospitals will cope if one person passes it to one person, that's not how it happens. So what happened? How does it? How packs? Uh, how what is the what is the break level for the uh, hospitals if it's one person passing it to two? What if it's one person passing it to three? What is our coping level at this point? Just go through it really, like quite obviously not in a super interesting way, but in a very serious like no BS kind of way. This is where our stress levels are. Like it really paints it home of why we are in the lockdown as we are. And it's a, it's a consensus across, I guess, Western Europe. I've not looked into Eastern Europe. I think Eastern Europe's in a similar vein. But it's the same same consensus. So that is, my view is in a country that thinks that. So when I look over to America and I see the talk that's currently happening and WWE operating in the way they are operating, it's kind of like, are you crazy? Are you lunatics? What are you doing? Obviously, my opinion is affected by, I guess, the overall consensus opinion of my country. Like when you reach a consensus like that, it's difficult to not be influenced in some way. I one hundred percent am on the side of, I guess, just like with the World Health Organization, they have very reliable stats. 
for for every single country, I guess, apart from the one country in in China. And when they and they normally have an asterisk explaining why the, the explaining they will just say we don't have these full stats here type of thing. Normally, when you look at a really super duper fun chart kind of thing, here in the UK we're not doing enough testing, so we don't have the whole numbers. We're only just now getting the numbers who have passed away not in a hospital uh, this past week. So the numbers obviously. Not super duper accurate, but you can kind of use them. Developing tests seems to be the number one thing. Um, in America, they are doing a lot of tests. I don't know what the... As far as I know, per capita, their ratio is still below um, some other countries. Pure numbers-wise, they are a bigger country. They are doing more, as far as I know. Uh, but again, still not super representative of the overall actual numbers. Because currently, you're not going to know what the numbers really are. Because uh, we not really, yeah, not figured it out yet. But that is a, that is kind of where, when I look at wrestling and the way the wrestling world is handling it, specifically WWE is handling it incredibly badly. And now they've the financial side of running now the business side has come up. The morality side was grey enough, but now the now the morality is like really kicked down, and it's like getting the business to keep at a certain stop level helps because the I realise I've tangent it off again. I was meant to be just bringing up the super pack immediately sent me <laughs> into the things. So the reason that I kind of read it out very matter of fact of Linda McMahon is on the team to get Trump re-elected. The super pack, which is to do with that, then uh, then donated eighty point five million to Florida. The very next day, wrestling is deemed essential. I will give no opinion on that, but that is what happened. And beforehand, they did have visits from the police asking for them to shut down because they were breaching health and safety rules. Now they are not. They are deemed essential. That is all that's happened. Make of that what you will. Sketchy as hell. But I have no more information than that. So there's still... This is the way, um, I guess, politics works in a way. Um, if you're not somebody of the political, I guess, world... Like, I have an interest in politics, so I see this all the time. You have enough grey area where you can just go, no, I didn't. But even if all the boxes seem ticked, it's why uh, Putin can get away with so many things in Europe. There's enough room for doubt where te- like, technically it would not get through a court kind of thing, even though you know in your mind he did it. But there's enough room for him to just go, no, I didn't. And that's kind of what we... This is a very similar thing here. I don't think they're playing it as smart as him, but there is enough room where the money's been donated. There's a link in the McMahon name. But you don't have any more information than that. And the very next day, wrestling gets deemed essential. It screams bribe. But I have no evidence that that's actually occurred. So all I can say is, it looks sketchy. It screams a thing. In a perfect world, this would get investigated. Currently, not a perfect world. It's fair to say. Like, not even close to being a perfect world. And that absolutely sucks. So, next thing, uh, because, yeah, I just wanted to revisit that because I realised I went on a massive political tangent. <laughs> I was trying to keep it back in, but that happened, so, yeah, absolutely, absolutely sucky. So, the next thing to really talk about is how this has stacked up for WWE. So, the reasons this has happened to WWE specifically, because obviously they've got their attempts to run shows every single week, they've got their continued effort to put out stuff on television each week, in spite of what's happening, um, with it being a new live show as well. So, that said, what has happened is a result of previous decisions stacking up. 
So the amount of, of this is something I briefly brought up earlier. Um, signing talent after talent, resulting in a lot of fringe hires. A lot of those fringe hires are being fired now, and or released. They're becoming jobless during a pandemic where they've got nowhere else to go and work. Which is the major difference between them doing the releases back in the day, where there would be somewhere else to go work. You had that um, few month bubble where you could get quite a bit of money from the indie scene before kind of the parachute payment, as I called it. Uh, you still got that, but here in, during a pandemic, there is no work. There is nowhere to go. These wrestlers cannot go somewhere and get work. Like, um, oh, Anderson and Gallows. Oh, they could go to New Japan. Well, they could go, but they're not going to work. They're not going to get paid. Obviously, they can maybe have intentions. I don't know if they can maybe get a contract, maybe. But like like with uh, Zack Ryder as well, with him being good friends of with Cody, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for him to go to AEW. It's one of those former WWE wrestlers where it, would, it wouldn't be out of this world and it would be perfectly fine and kind of make sense given how he's not just friends with Cody, he's like really good friends. So he's not like out of this world and he might be a decent fit, could even do something with the internet stuff, kind of ramp into that corner. But if not going to get hired now during a pandemic when AW are, if anything, are looking to cut costs. Uh, they've done an amazing job on highlighting indie wrestlers by having them on the, their shows. And it's really annoying that I've forgotten the name of the guy they had on this week because I... Follow him on Twitter. <laughs> it's really annoying. I've forgot what his name is. Oh, Chris Jericho was taking the piss out of his name. Whatever, whatever his name was. But anyway, WWE... I've got a tangent again. Have signed talent after talent, resulting in a lot of fringe hires. A lot of those fringe hires are getting released now, which means a lot of people are jobless during a pandemic. Obviously, like as to a really crappy situation. The other thing, as them turning to relying so heavily on the TV money... Were anything to happen, which might reason with this, with WWE's numbers falling, how vicious the fuck's going to be, how reasonable are they going to be? Because, of course, during a pandemic, everything's up in the air in terms of how companies are actually operating. Relying so heavily on that TV money, if the Fox deal has a massive issue, WWE also have a massive issue. Uh, Obviously, on top of that, there's then the reliance on overseas specials, which also are not happening. That income is gone. Saudi Arabia money... As far as I know, they're not paid up front. That's a signed deal over the course of time. That money isn't coming through until they put on another show. I don't know, again, if Fox with WWE's money falling, are they going to try and renege on their negotiation as well? It's got to be a pressure. On top of that, the final thing as well in terms of recent times, the XFL, which it turns out was financially linked to WWE in spite of Vince McMahon specifically saying it wasn't. With the uh, with the uh, files being files being filed, <laughs> documents being filed in relation to XFL closing down, which, uh, for what I can tell, again I didn't personally watch it because I don't have interest in American football. I'm English. It's all about soccer. Well, no, just football. Don't, it felt weird saying soccer, <laughs> but we, yeah. So I didn't watch it, but for what I could tell, they were doing it right this time around. They please a lot of people. Uh, the actual, I guess, viewing figures and all were were not out of this world amazing, but they were good for what they were going for. So they were pleased with the numbers they were getting for that first season, for the attendances, for the, I guess, the online criticisms as well. They were mostly positive. So they were doing things right this time. But you cannot make, for, in your very first year, with something like that, with a venture like that, you couldn't have predicted this happening. It absolutely sucks that the XFL has... Failed this. The reasons suck for the reason this time it's failed when they're doing everything right. But in terms of WWE, it turns out they were financially linked. I don't know if that could get you into a little bit of trouble, 
Uh, again, depends how American war, law works. <laughs> you have certain protections here in the UK because we're a bit more, I guess, socialist in our policies that uh, obviously over here in America is a certain kind that call a scum <laughs> for doing that. Uh, but it, um, it does mean that there are certain protections against you from getting screwed over by businesses. But I don't know. I don't know what applies here in America, so I can't really comment. Um, yeah, my my dad did do world uh, work in the law world here in the UK, but it was here in the UK. The laws are entirely different in America. Completely different world. Completely different way the laws were built up as well. Uh, to not jump into it too much, <laughs> I was like immediately be like, I could go on a whole tangent on how Germany does their laws from like the base up and how that's massively a bit of an issue when working with England. Anyway, so the XFL was financially linked to WWE, and the XFL closing down is a massive problem for WWE because that's more lost money. Which if XFL had succeeded, because at least it was being critically successful, even if it wasn't again sold out stadiums every single week. I guess it's like the AEW thing where critically successful, even if they're not selling out all of those stadiums. But that means it's a massive, uh, I guess, another dent into WWE because they have lost another source of that income. They've lost even more money from the XFL venture. So it turns out WWE was financially linked. You put all of those things together and you have the pandemic and you have the stubborn I guess, kind of nature of we're going to continue. We are woven into the fabric of society and all of that, uh, I guess, nonsense for the shareholders to feel like their investment is still worth it. All of that, all of those crappy statements put out there, like the, with their stubbornness to keep on going, it's kind of, I guess, hurt them a bit and it's going to continue to hurt them. And the, the I guess, but of course it depends on the TV deals as well. That, but that's the bit I'm a bit blind on as I reach like the end of my notes. I I'm a little bit blind on what's happening with those, with the actual TV deals. I don't know how big of a factor they are. If this is purely them realizing from a business side, oh, we're going to have to keep up that share stock, share stock, have to keep up that stock number so that the next stage does not happen. Because uh, the, if they're down on money anyway, the worst thing that really could happen f- from their point of view is that stock number properly dropping as people realise the situation. Because, again, it's a heartless, ruthless world. And that is all they operate in. And it sucks for people that that is a thing. So, yeah. So, as far as they're the reasons. Uh, I've been through what has happened, has been through why this has happened, as far as I can tell. The only thing left is what happens next, which is kind of where... Uh, I feel like I needed to officially announce that that's kind of where this is shifting now as we close off because I'm drifting into it a little bit. What happens next? Projections for America are that this could last another 18 months. In terms of getting over the virus to a point where they should be able to operate like normal, 18 months. I don't know if that's from March for an 18 months or if that's from like another 18 months from now which obviously takes you past WrestleMania next year. That's a whole year of WWE doing shows with no crowd, with no tickets sold, no income from that area, no income from Saudi Arabia, with the numbers trending down. I don't know if they'll reach a point where do the, do people get a bit more used to it and therefore more willing to test out entertainment, which isn't 100% bankable like a sitcom, where you get 20 minutes just of jokes and laughs and that's it done. You've maybe cheered yourself up a bit. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You put that on, you have a nice little laugh. No, no. <laughs> I love that show. But wrestling, I don't know if it's a bit more of a gamble. You're not always 100% guaranteed to get an awesome, uh, to have an awesome time uh, watching it. 
because it's a variety show. That is kind of the nature of a variety show. Sometimes the variety just doesn't tickle your bones. Sometimes it does. It happens. But it... In terms of the future, that's not a great forecast for WWE to have to do these shows for such a long amount of time. For the... What would the other one be? For... I guess for the wrestlers themselves, I don't know if... There's likely to be a bigger thing. The I guess the biggest pro for the people still employed is this could have been the death spiral point where they realised if we do not cut now, this could lead us down the hole. It, it could start, for example, if they did not make these cuts, therefore they did not make their stock kind of what they were predicted and the investors pull out, you start at the spiral. And it only goes, it goes on from there. Um... Of course, the spiral could still be started by Fox, for all we know, putting out their investment. For all we know, this virus has already started it, and WWE didn't act long enough, and it will take a little while for that to play out. Uh, but them being deemed essential could save them. They could continue. If that got if that got reneged, then there could be a massive trouble. Now, if they went to like replaying matches for their three hours, like, still putting it out on a show, but they just replay matches for all of it, there's a chance those numbers continue to go down. Do Fox want to continue investing in a show that is doing that? Are they still going to get the advertisers as well? Like the, the ruthless world still continues because it is—it's the society of which it's built on, which I guess is a because another point as well. Um, the virus has thrived in countries where I guess the society as a whole is a bit more social. So, like countries like Italy, uh, they hug like in Europe, where's that trend of hugging and kissing quite a fair bit? Like those countries have really struggled, be it France, be it Italy be it Belgium, Netherlands, they've had pretty bad numbers. And here in the UK, we're also very, we're maybe not as huggy and polite, but like the further north you go, the more kind of polite everybody is. It's like the major cities are, don't look at me. Don't you look at me. Why are you looking at me? You weirdo. Stop looking at me. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> That's what London's like. But here, like a bit more north, like if you're walking through the park, you'll look up and say, hey, up to somebody you don't know. It's just a random person walking his adorable fluffy dog. <laughs> you just go, hey up, and he's like, hey, Tommy Duck. So I thought I needed to throw in some Nottinghamisms there. Some random lingo, which <laughs> makes no sense to the Americans listening. But it, um, yeah, so the more social countries have struggled more. America is also, I guess, closer to the UK in that sense, because they're not hugging, kissing uh, like uh, France and Italy, who, again, really struggled. But uh, they are pretty so- pretty social animals in America. So it also makes sense that they are going to struggle with this because of the nature they are. You've heard the pushback of let us go outside, let us go back to work. Like That's because that's how the society operates. And this is a massive shift from that. It's a massive, uncomfortable change. And the likelihood is not going to really take to it. Wrestling, I guess, is an example of that, of something that is extremely social in the sense that you're hugging another person for a fair bit of time without many clothes on. Or with a lot of clothes on, if you're a hairy bastard that doesn't want to show it. <laughs> or if you're Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, uh, sorry, Brody Lee. Like there's yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of contact and this can pass so easily that it's like it's like a hotbed for it. Like when WWE was seemingly going ahead of WrestleMania properly, it's like that could have been like a oh, hot pan's not the right word. <laughs> but it could have been a dish for the virus to spread, and then everyone then goes home and spreads it to everybody else, and so on and so forth. Like wrestling in its nature is contact heavy, it's social heavy. Therefore, it could be a massive way for it to actually just continue on. Which uh, 
No, you don't really want. So the future of WWE is probably more uncertain than they really would love it to be. Same with AEW. All of these, I guess, outside of financial stuff. All of these, I guess, more social... The way the virus works socially. All of these reasons, they're just as there for AEW as they are for WWE. Where the methods in recording are massively different. Meaning you're not getting together week after week. Which is a massive difference. I just want to make that claim in terms of... Oh, you can't criticise WWE for putting on weekly shows when AEW do. The method in which they are doing it is so different. Yes, I bloody can. I'm going to criticise AEW for doing a live pay-per-view. But I'm also going to criticise WWE for doing live TV shows. There should be no live TV. Or live product. There should be no product, really. I've been over this already. I'm repeating myself. Which probably (laughs) means it's time to sign out. Uh, But yeah. Hopefully this has been somewhat informational... Maybe, hopefully, it's been some form of just getting together and just, like, uh, I've forgotten the word for it because my brain's turned off after going through all this. Like, hopefully, it's been therapeutic to just kind of go through it a little bit in a slower, more in-detail manner. Just getting together and therapeutically going through it all without just screaming, Oh, my God, what's happening? Oh, my God. Like I was when uh, Trump pulled out of who? <laughs> it's like, what is he doing? <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway. Yeah, as somebody whose dad is really into certain parts of history, yeah, that announcement got me, because I know why the thing was set up in the first place, and obviously somebody, certain someone doesn't. Anyway, uh, before I get into it, if you do want to talk about politics with me, I prefer a DM, because I don't want to flood my timeline with politics stuff. I've come close a few times, (laughs) and I want to keep it as investing as possible. So, yeah, if you do need to get stuff off your chest, I don't really care, because I am not American, I do not have a horse in the race. So I do not really care which side of politics you're on. If you do, we need to get something off your chest. Feel free to hit me up. My DMs are open. Don't be a dick about it, though. (laughs) I've already announced I am from a more socialist kind of world. I guess I'd be kind of centre a bit. But I'm the guy who, in in elections, I have not voted for the same party once. I've voted for four different parties. (laughs) If that tells you something about my political allegiance, it's that I don't have one. Uh, or it's the fact that there isn't a party that represents my kind of slightly centre kind of views I guess anyway but if you do want to hit me up because of that it kind of makes me like perfectly available for whoever but yeah again don't be a dick about it anyway I'll be back next week there's a chance it may be even more depressing next week but hopefully not Again, it's been therapeutic for me to go through all of this in this kind of manner hopefully it has been for you as well Uh, I'll be back next week to talk about whatever what the next stage about what has happened since then um just to see how it goes uh, also yes i've just seen a message uh i did put the money in the bank above the wwe name for a reason <laughs> yeah it took me bloody ages to do that as well i'm, I'm happy somebody noticed that it's a tiny thing that <laughs> so anyway anyway i will be back next week thank you for listening with that, I sign off and bid you... I'm, I'm too tired to do the proper sign-off. Listen to the other shows here on LP Radio. Follow me on Twitter, at the TheDamnImplicat. Read my columns when I post them. The reason I brought up my personal life a bit earlier is because to kind of demonstrate that I don't really have time to, time to be putting out columns, but other columnists are more fortunate and they are able to kind of churn stuff out. You're getting uh, the main event from Don, who lives in South Africa. He's been pushing out a lot of stuff. Uh, like He's been really into it. Uh, the brand extension came out earlier yesterday, just before all the news was announced, and it immediately came out of date, but it's a bloody worthy read anyway. Um, but anyway, regardless, because it's a well-written column by a very talented writer, 
Uh, we've got more stuff coming out as well. We've got more stuff here on LOP, as I've already announced earlier in the show, so I don't have to plug anything and switch tones, which I've just bloody done. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening. I'll be back next week. Hopefully it's been therapeutic. With that, I stop repeating myself and bid you adieu. Adios. Unless you live in podcast land. So you get a little bit extra. Uh, so I guess for a little bit extra, I will just refresh my newsers. Which is a word. Shut up. <laughs> I'll just refresh. Just to see what's come out. Hammond Page has a new book. Uh, more stuff. More stuff. Other crappy news about Howard Finkel. Obviously, uh, shout out to him, I guess. So, yeah. Um, to... I guess on top of it as well, in terms of the releases, it's coming out, WWE executives have taken a pay cut as well. So that's just another additional thing. There's going to be more. Uh, I can't really find any. There will be more news coming out, but yeah. A sucky, sucky world. Yeah. I guess it's uh, the thing that, that's the thing I was talking about with the uh, footballers, where they. They took a pay cut so they could then use that money to pay the staff. I guess it, like the people earning lots of money, if they take a pay cut in the company, that means you don't have to fire as many people. You don't you don't have to apply for a furlough for so many. Uh, but yeah, it depends how the furlough, um, I guess, economic reimbursement works in America as well. Because I understand I understand it for this country, but I don't under, obviously with America. I'm assuming it's a similar tax thing. Who knows? Uh, anyway. I guess that's all the extra content you're getting. I thought there'd be more <laughs> more news to actually talk about without, you know, quickly going into Depressingville, but no. Yeah. So I'm now going to eat lots of food at half past one in the morning, <laughs> like everybody else. Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast version. Yeah, there might be shifts happening, as in we might have to jump to a different host again, uh, but we are also making the, as you probably tell by listening to my show, we've been slowly making a shift to seeing if YouTube could work, and the answer has been yes. But we'll try. We'll keep the RSS feed alive. We'll keep all of that going. So, because we know not everybody likes having to go to YouTube to get a podcast, so we'll also put it out in this audio form every single week. We we'll just have to maybe find a different host because we won't have a need for the live service if we do properly go over to YouTube and make it exclusive live there, and then just have it go out as a podcast later. So that's just a little update there in terms of listening to this. I know most people don't listen live anyway, but. Yeah, the RSS feed will stay alive, even though we're making a bigger concerted effort for YouTube. Anyway, with that, I say thank you for listening. I bid you adieu. Enjoy the theme tune. Adios. Ten.